What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, it's been a little while. Again. It has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the summertime, summer edition of uh, Imperial Broadcast. Yes. Um, not only the summertime, but also a sort of a weird kind of a hiatus period in Star Wars. Um, obviously, we have the mm-hmm. Bad Batch that's running. Yes. Um, and the Bad Batch has been uh, it's been solid, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a show that like week to week you have to do hour long reviews of because there are certain weeks where you know not much brought to the table. You yeah. know, like good episodes in its own right for the right. show for Star Wars animation, but not it's not like the Mandalorian. Right. You know, and I wouldn't argue. I would argue may not even be like uh, Clone Wars season seven. Um, although series hasn't ended yet, so we'll get into we'll get into that um, later in the show. But yeah, like you said, a lot of lot of news. Obviously, uh, since we've been gone, um, we've had multiple different panels. Uh, Star Wars had a uh, a panel at Comic Con this past weekend for the mm-hmm. High Republic. I did not get a chance to watch it, but Shamari did. So Shamari will give us a little bit of what uh, they had to say. Plus, of course, update us on where the High Repu- High Republic is at. Um, mm-hmm. from a story standpoint, um, they've also, they also had a panel at, uh, Anime Expo a few weeks back that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Um, Interesting uh, they wanted to, they wanted us to pay to watch it. So, uh, we did not watch it, but there was plenty of, a lot of the major stuff that came out of it was yeah. the trailer. Uh, yeah. Those are sizzle real <laughs> that, uh, that, that gave me basically everything I would <laughs> Exactly. Anyway. So. Uh, plenty to talk about with just the sizzle reel, um, where they showed off that uh, Star Wars Visions uh, trailer uh, featurette. So obviously we're gonna break that down. It's a project that we were, we've been super excited about, and as always when it comes to Star Wars, plenty and plenty of TV news, movie news, but particularly in this week, uh, TV news. Um, as we have a lot of these shows that are starting to rev up, starting to gear up. We've got. Um, Obviously, the Book of Boba Fett and um, the Mandalorian still happening. We're hearing some stuff about that. We're hearing stuff about Ahsoka. We're hearing stuff about uh, Andor. So all over the place. Even at the Acolyte, we're starting to hear things about. So we'll, um, you know, we'll kind of give a roundup uh, on on a lot of those shows. But uh, how have you been, Shmari? Um, I've been pretty good. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars stuff going on. Um, well, not a lot of Star Wars stuff going on, but a lot of Star Wars content yeah. being consumed. Um, a lot of books coming out. A lot of shows coming out. <laughs> it's funny. Bad the, Batch. The one thing of all the panels, we talked about Anime Expo, which is not where I would have expected Star Wars to be. Um, we talked about Comic-Con, which is a little more reasonable. The mm-hmm. one place that I would have expected Star Wars to be that they were not at was EA Play. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no Star Wars games Announced from Electronic Arts, aka EA, um, absent at their video game showcase this summer. Um, they came out beforehand and said, "Don't expect anything Star Wars." Um, we still haven't heard uh, anything in I feel like months about the Lego game that's supposed to be coming out. That right. game is just—I mean, who knows when that game's coming out? Um, they really messed that release up, just in terms of that game was supposed to come out with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and now, like, they're gonna be having to do <laughs> Bad Batch DLC. Cause yeah, it's, it's they they botched that, but but yeah. And other than that, we really don't know much about the Star Wars game 
uh, landscape. Yeah, yeah, not much, not much going on with the Star Wars games. Um, you know, there, there, well, there are some movies on the horizon, looking down the line, but since Rise of Skywalker, there's been a dead period in terms of movie content. Um, so, um, so yeah, nothing, nothing doing right now. We know a, a Fallen Order sequel is coming, so that would lead you to believe that it is in early development. Even even in terms of conceptually, like them thinking about what story they want to craft and all that, um, so that's exciting. Um, and uh, we don't know what's going on with Battlefront if there is going to be another Battlefront or what the situation with that with that is going to be. I feel like did we hear that there was going to be a, th- a third one? Did we ever did we talk about that? I feel like we might have talked about that at one point. Oh um, uh, yeah, there were there were rumors about that. Yeah, so there we, there may or may not be a third. Uh, Battlefront coming out at, at some point. I, I feel like there had been whispers here and there uh, going a while back, but yeah, nothing, nothing uh, too much going on with the in the video game world. If you want to play the Lego games and you have an Xbox, they're on Game Pass. Uh, so shout out to Xbox Game but Pass. Even then, it's like, why would you want to play the old Lego games when the new ones come out? Yeah, well, eventually. Yeah, it should be out already. But yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, opening up to the people. I'm just saying, let, letting the people know the, their games are there. Imperial Broadcast is brought to you by Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> this is not paid promotion, but um, but yeah, so we got some interesting stuff to talk about uh, on this show. So we're gonna start with um, some TV news. So there was uh. I mean, quite frankly, this is massive news. I, I don't... Kendall is... I, I'm not questioning the source. This isn't me trying to put the source on, on any kind of blast or anything like that. But um, but according to the Latino Review, um, we have a live-action Ezra cast. Did they say what he was going to be in? Um, That has not been... Uh, that's a good question. I actually, I'll, I'll check, but okay. I think right, the, so, I, from what we all know, I think we can all assume where Ezra and Thrawn, yeah, we can assume that they, that they would be show up in the Ahsoka, yes, uh, Ahsoka. TV show. And as Kendall just mentioned, there's also they're also confirming because the Ezra thing that, we knew through Kessel Run transmissions. Shout out, Kessel, to them. shout out to Kessel Run they transmissions. They said uh, they year, claimed that they knew a year ago. This was a long time ago. Yeah, they yeah. said that this was. A works. done deal, or, or well, in the works, yeah. So, but according to Latino Review, uh, Mina Masood, uh, who is Aladdin, if you yes. any of you had seen the live action Aladdin movie, uh, is Ezra Bridger, and he had been uh, dropping I don't know about hints, but just things with Ezra on his uh, his social media. So it was Raul uh, Cooley, all right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> So I don't know what that means, but he had been saying things, mentioning things with Ezra in it or whatever. So people were saying, "Oh, he's Ezra," it's, you know, confirmation, whatever. But, um, but that is, yeah. So if you haven't seen the live action Aladdin and you're a Star Wars fan, you may want to check it out uh, because apparently Aladdin is now Ezra, according to Latino Review and Kessel Run Transmissions. So that's just something to uh, to know. And on top of that. Uh, apparently, also according to to the Latino review, we also have a live action Thrawn, and that is um, was it Lars Mi- Lars Mikkelsen? 
Yes. Lars Mikkelsen, who is also the voice of Thrawn. Yes. Um, in the animated. In the, uh, the also animated brother of Mads Mikkelsen. And the brother of Mads Mikkelsen, who was Star Wars alum. Galen Ursa. Yes. Star Wars alum, Disney alum. Um, More importantly, a Disney alum, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Meena Masood, another Disney alum. Um, yeah, yeah, so Meena Masood, um, the, the LRM article, very oddly written, but seems to suggest that they talking about maybe an Ezra and, and Thrawn show. I don't know if they're saying that. So we don't know much about the Ezra and Thrawn show, but they also talk about Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett. Um, so... I'm assuming it's going to be Ahsoka. Uh, I'm, 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 I think that's what Kessel Run Transmissions may have said at the time. But, um, look, I mean, I have not seen Aladdin, so I can't speak to the acting chops from a, you know, from my own scouting report um, of Mina Masood. I can say that that is a good get. That's a big get to get the guy that played Aladdin to then play Ezra Bridger. That's a not a household name, but a recognizable face for a lot of people. Um, you know, and if people make the connection, which Aladdin obviously was a pretty big movie, people that make the connection that, oh, that's the guy that played Aladdin, now he's playing this Jedi. They may not know who Ezra Bridger is, but it gives Ezra some credibility. Uh, the Lars Mickelson thing, you know, look, it's not Robert Downey Jr. Shout out to whoever reported that one. <laughs> um, I forgot where that came. But, it's not Robert Downey Jr., but um, I think we all agree that Lars Mikkelsen's um, portrayal of him in, in Rebels was uh, couldn't have been much better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he really knocked that out of the park from a voice perspective. Um, he's definitely a little bit older, but he's going to be playing an older Thrawn. Um, mm-hmm. Thrawn, at this point, we don't know how how he ages. Um because you're an alien, obviously, but uh, he should be older at that point of his uh, that point of his life, considering he was around pre-Empire, and now we're talking Ahsoka, um, and he was what an adult pre-Empire. Yep. So you know, I mean, if Ahsoka is older, then he should be much older mm-hmm. than them than Ahsoka. Um, I don't know how the Chiss age. Right. Um, they seem to. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think in in the Thrawn books if they've encountered any. I mean, they have like elders, not uh, not not like elder elders like in the stereotypical sense, but just like they have people that are older. Right. They don't go into how many you know years or Earth years or however you know that would be worked out. They don't really go into how old they are. Right. So. I don't know Hutch's age. So if they wanted to... They could have casted a younger actor. They could have casted a younger Thrawn. A Benedict Cumberbatch or somebody. They could have. 100%. And it wouldn't have been something where it's like, oh, this is this doesn't make any yeah, sense. Why does he look younger than It's like Ahsoka. he's blue. He's blue and he has red eyes. Yeah. Why does he look like that? That's a, So it's he's an, <laughs> he's an alien. Yeah. You know? So, so, uh, so, yeah. I mean, they could have casted a younger Thrawn. But he... He... Um, you know, he does the voice now. There's been plenty of concept art of Lars Mickelson as Thrawn. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at pictures of him. I mean, you can do, definitely see him as Thrawn. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, he, some, there's some people have gone as far as to say that he's based that Thrawn, you know. The animated Thrawn, yeah. I, and I was just thinking that, the animated Thrawn looks like him. Right. 
I don't know if they did that on purpose. Because the other pictures and illustrations of Thrawn in Legends, or what's now known as Legends, whatever the expanded universe, um, did not look like him. Yeah, I'm showing you some right now. Plenty and I'm looking now at some of the concept, concept, the concept art, um, or kind of the images of Lars as Thrawn that people have come up with. Some of them are a little, a little wonky, a little, a little star. <laughs> not everybody's a little Star Trekky. Yeah, not, um, not everybody's Boss Logic. But um, uh, shout out to Boss Logic. He's a great artist on <laughs> social media. But but yeah, this is I could definitely see him with with you know like a Mandalorian type budget. Because I mean, even even you look at the Rebel like, Thrawn, he looks the, the, the cheek like, the, yeah. the, the cheekbone definition. definition yeah, exactly. They, they definitely made the Rebel Thrawn look like Lars. Because yeah. I remember when they first showed the Rebel Thrawn, I was a little bit like, oh, that's an interesting. Yeah. Look for Thrawn. Right. Like they're going hard with the widows. With the with, did they give him a widow's peak? They kind of gave him a widow's peak, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. They going hard with the widow's peak. They're going hard with the not a widow's peak, but like a yeah, kind of the like the know, hair, receding hair. Go, yeah, yeah like that receding. Like it's like kind of receding hairline a little yeah. bit, and the the defined cheekbones, yeah. and it's like they're they're going hard with that look. So it's interesting. Um. So I don't know. So I in terms of just Mina Masood, I don't have any problem with the casting. I think it's a good casting he is kind of like a dream casting yeah which you know i'm someone that will always say i have no issue with dream casting like the people say they want this person this character looks like this person cast them it's not hard right? yeah it, it, it really and is, they're talented it's like just yeah do it it really is a it really shows you the reach right now that disney has with being able to cast almost anybody they want yeah because if you just if if you're a hollywood director or a producer, and you're saying, or a casting director, and you're saying, who is going to play our Ezra Bridger? And you just want a wish list. Yep. You're saying, who, I don't know who we can get. I don't know what the budget is, but he, these are the people that I'd want to play Ezra just from a fit and a, and a brand recognizability. Mina Masood is in the top five, certainly. Yep. So the fact that you were able to get Mina Masood, um, I mean, again, he's a hot name right now. You know, and there are a lot of similarities. We mentioned this before when the report first first came out from Kessel Run that there's a lot of similarities between the Ezra character and the Aladdin character. You know? <laughs> exactly. So it's also not going to be a super, uh, you know, unique character for him to play. This is going to be something that he has a little bit of experience with, and he also has a little bit, of, a lot of experience, clearly, with working. With doing live action, live action adaptations of animated characters, yeah, you know, which is not always you know the easiest thing to do as well. Right. Shout, shout out Dragon Ball Evolution. Shout out the Last Airbender. Last Airbender. <laughs> which Kathleen Kennedy knows Death about. Death Note. Um, you can just go down the list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, and he can make me like Ezra because Ezra is not. And I, quite frankly, I did a list of top ten Jedi that I'm going to do on on a different podcast. Shout out to the. Um, geeking out over Star Wars, check that out. Yeah. Um, but Ezra isn't in my top ten or honorable mention, and I'm just and he's a mainstay among Jedi that we know of. Jedi that that Star where's, Wars fans uh, know of. Where did uh, Kit Fisto rank? Uh, not. In the top 10. <laughs> um, is he even in the honor? I don't think he is. No. He, yeah, he's not in my top ten or honorable mention. But um, he was at one point. But I was like. <laughs> Why even put him in the honorable mention? <laughs> right, right. There has to be a, there has to be a, a cutoff point. There has Jedi. to be a cutoff point at some point. 
every Jedi that I know of. Kiari Mundi. Come on. So so yeah. So he so Ezra wasn't in my top ten. Even though he had gotten, you know, about as much screen time as any Jedi that's not in the movies. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, I was watching this is only because you brought up the Jedi thing. I was I was I was watching a clip that apparently was viral um, on YouTube. It came out a long time. It was just a clip from the Clone Wars. Uh, you may have seen it, or you may know what I'm talking about. Even if you haven't seen the video, is the, the title of the video was, and they got me with the clickbait because the title of the video was the the dumbest decision the Jedi Order ever made, <laughs> and it was a clip of them sitting in their in the Jedi Council semicircle meetings, and they're talking about um, I think Anakin and Obi Wan are they're like on a hologram mm. and they're giving them the message that um count dooku was a part of building the clones they found yeah. out that count dooku was played a role right and you know mace windu was saying we have to do something about this we can't let this you know we gotta <laughs> we gotta stop with these clone with this clone army right you know and yoda was saying no we gotta we gotta continue <laughs> you know they they've uh you know they've had our backs <laughs> right so um that was, and of course, you know that that ended up being, you know, again, the worst decision they, they made. Because had yeah. they transitioned, once you know that Count Dooku, yeah, is, yeah, had, it's very, played it's, a role in their creation. Yeah, that's that's a that's that you could have a really long discussion about that. Because I've been in shout to Rebel Force Radio, by the way. Yeah, which I listen to them too. They do a great job, and they had brought that up too, which which is a scene, just a scene in Attack of the Clones. Dooku lays out his plan. Yeah, he tells them what's going on. He tells them what's going on. There's a bigger thing at play here. When Obi Wan's all captured and stuff and all that, like he he goes through a lot of information there. Yeah. And then the Jedi Council knows, and they just they blunder like throughout the whole the uh, entire. It's like all of this, all Order sixty six could have been prevented. A lot of this stuff could have been very much been prevented. had their eyes open. Exactly. So so yeah, that that is pretty funny to point out. But um, but yeah, Ezra's a dream casting. What other TV no news have we, have have we gotten um, recently? I mean, um, you were talking. You were telling me pre-show that there uh, Vanessa Marshall talked a little bit about Hera. Yeah, uh, I mean Star Wars Newsnet. Shout out to Star Wars Newsnet. Um, it's a great website. A lot of Star Wars information um, and scoops, particularly. Uh, they had a discussion um, uh, with uh, with uh, Marshall, and they were talking about about Hera, of course, since she's a voice actress of Hera. And they asked her would she want to see a live-action Hera. She said absolutely. She would love to see a live-action Hera. Um, she said it's all in Dave's head, so she doesn't know anything, which I believe. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's 100% on board with it and just seeing where the character will go in the comics, in the books, in everything else. Um, and I 100% agree. I think it's about time we get a live-action Hera. I think I think that honestly I think there's a chance we get a lot of the ghost crew in Ahsoka. I mean I, I'm just I'm being just being blunt like I think there's a very good chance we get a lot of the ghost crew if not the whole ghost crew. You know it, even if they're in, it's in different parts in Ahsoka because they were the um they were the last people they're like the main people that like she knows as far as we know. Yeah, the people that are still around. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that is that are still around and not like and not like Darth Vader or yeah. not like evil or whatever. The, the, the Martez sisters. Yeah, the Martez sisters. I guess. I mean, I don't know what they're doing now, but you know, like. So yeah, I, I would think the Ghost Crew is going to show up, or a lot of them are, um, are going to show up. Uh, all right. So that, but so that is the first kind of big scoop uh, that that dropped recently. Another. Uh, thing that I would like to talk about, uh, which Kendall I brought up at the top of the show, is that Star Wars Visions uh, did have a panel at Anime Expo in which they gave a lot of information um, on the on what Star Wars Visions is, which we knew very little about. Star Wars Visions, if you do not know, is supposed to be a series of shorts um that are well, I, well, I, are, well they're episodes i yeah. wouldn't necessarily call them shorts <laughs> i was like wow <laughs> For, well, uh, I, forces I, of destiny I, it's not it's not like that but it, it's a series of episodes um individual episodes they're each their own stories similar to a black mirror or what if you, you know, know what if you know other types of things um and they're all anime adaptations of star wars different Stories in the Star Wars universe. Yes. Made by different, directed by different studios, written by different people. Yes. Um, Japanese animation studios. Japanese animation studios. They showed little kind of concept art, concept art, and concept clips from different each of the episodes, and gave brief blurbs and descriptions of the episodes. I'm not going to go into all that here. That you can find online, though. A lot of them are very interesting. A couple even to supposedly take place after Episode Nine. Uh, which I know is going to make everyone's head explode. Yes. But before you do have your head explode, they also, Lucasfilm, made it a point for us to know that none of these stories are canon. Nope. None of these stories are canon to the Star Wars the universe. The, none of them are part of the timeline. They're all you know fake, made-up stories that don't exist. Wow, fake. Well, I'm just, is a strong they're, word. they're they're fake <laughs> stories according to Lucasfilm. According to Lucasfilm, these if stories can't tell how they might feels. as well be fan fiction. And if, as you can if, see, if you can't tell how as you feels. can see, I am not a fan of this. <laughs> I'm like fake. Whoa. According to Lucasfilm, they never said it was fake. <laughs> according to Lucasfilm, none of these stories matter to the Star Wars storyline. That's that's what they're saying to me. Uh, that, that's fair. That's fair. To me, that's what they're saying. It doesn't necessarily mean Lucasfilm is saying they're bad stories. You're right. They're saying according to the timeline and what's happening yeah. in the Star Wars universe, the universe we're trying to create, this has no place in that. Right. That's right. what Lucasfilm is saying. Right. So. So I don't like that, <laughs> as you can see. Yeah. So this is I don't like this decision at all. Um, now I had a dis- dis- discussion with with Zach about this, and again, shout out to Zach um, from uh, Geeking Out Over Star Wars, good friend of mine, of course. And you know, so there there are a few ways that, that this can be taken, right? So so did did Lucasfilm? Did, so did did the writers, the creators, say that we want to be able to make whatever we want with no restrictions? Because if they did say that, and if that is what they want, then Lucasfilm would have to do this. Because, or with some story, Lucasfilm would have to do this. Because there may be other stories that they want to create, and this may conflict with what they're trying to do. If they have any plans or ideas for where they want, to, how they want to go forward with their stories, or if they just don't want to be trapped or 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 hindered by a story that has crazy consequences, right. you know, like with the expanded universe when Chewbacca died and all this. <laughs> All yeah, stuff, yeah. You know, you don't want to be hampered by stuff like that. Right. So if the creators were saying we want unlimited 
we want to be able to use anyone anywhere and have them do anything then i'd say okay then you have to draw you may have to draw either draw the line somewhere or you have to say these are at least the basic parameters of what you have to follow right right you know if you're using anakin he still has to be you know within within it still has to be reasonable for me to expect he's going to go from doing this thing that you're going to do in your story to becoming darth vader right so you know they that would have to be a thing so right. if that's what happened I mean, I guess that's okay, but even just from yeah, a fan, I, even just from a fan, as for, just as a fan of Star right, Wars, you're thinking, figure it out. You got it. You got to do. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, about, yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't care how it. I don't care what the process is. I just want this to be canon. Somehow. I just want this to. They're, they're <laughs> to whole, matter. The whole pitch for them when they bought they when they bought Lucasfilm when Disney bought Lucasfilm was none there's none of that you know stories all that EU stuff all that on. expanded universe stuff everything's gonna be canon where all this before. stuff is is conflicting with one another and th- not, this you don't know what's real and what's not and right. or this doesn't you know isn't a thing or yeah you know they're gonna have a, a simple everything that we make going forward going forward is canon it all matters you don't have to worry about it and then they made all the expanded universe stuff not canon, which a lot of people never forgave, and still haven't forgiven. Um, so that was that was the pitch, and now they're going back on that. They have. Um, that's a hard. That's a hard thing to keep up, like you, like you mentioned, and, and without the, just expanding the universe so far. Which look, the galaxy is a really big place. And it's funny because Zach Zach said that same thing. He mentioned that in in Collider Jedi Council. Shout out to yeah, shout out to Collider, I guess. Shout out to Collider <laughs> whatever, Jedi Council. Whatever Collider. Whatever Collider is. Now. Whatever Collider is now. <laughs> but uh, shout that, out to Christian Harloff. And Christian Harloff, he actually said that ages ago. Yeah. Uh, back when they first like they started they started doing this stuff, and right. he said he's like, because uh, they were asking like, how is that possible? And he said like, eventually at some point, there's gonna be something. There's going to be, it may be a little thing, but it's going to be, you're going to create so much. If you're creating so much content, there's right. going to be a limit. We're going to be like, okay, yeah. I mean, am I really going to just constrain myself to this <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like eventually you have to keep going. Yeah, you said eventually you're going to have levels of canon. Yeah. Which is just, I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it is a, cons- not a, look, it's unfortunate just from uh, when it was announced, you would have hoped that they would have been able to develop something that was canon. Yeah. Um, I will say from the creative side of it, I I get it because yes. you're bringing people that aren't necessarily quote-unquote Star Wars people. They may be fans of the property, but they're not people that work for Lucasfilm that are, you know, that have played a role in making some of these other stories. And so now you're telling them to come in and do these, like, I don't know, it's a different show than what, with the, with the way the show is being made, you can't do you can't do nine different canon stories or fifteen different canon stories individually by different people or however many episodes going to be. Like you can you like if you try to do eight or nine different canon stories, it's going to be all over the place. If they have different animation styles, different you know themes, like you can only do that if they're not canon because then like the mindset of the wait. So of, you don't think they could have made a canon? Not with the sh- not with the way the show is being made now, with there being different animation studios, different writers, different ideas. Every episode being made by different people and making completely different characters, concepts, this and that. 
because trying to trying to control all of that within canon would create just a it would create a mess, and it would like when you talk about stifling the creative process. It would I mean they would either have to be working with characters we've already seen and rewriting them, or you'd be creating all these new characters and having to make sure every little thing that each person wants to do makes sense. And now you don't have to worry about that. It has to make some sense, but it doesn't have to make sense in the timeline. It doesn't have to make sense in the, you know, what does it have to do with Vader, you know? Um, a lot of it is just Star Wars themes and Star Wars concepts. Um, now the question is, how much did that affect your, your, you know, feelings of the show in terms of hype and in terms of excitement? How does it affect your, your, your excitement for the show? And I would say that for me, it doesn't, hamper it as much because one I didn't fully expect this to be canon um I I didn't really think too hard about what the show because they didn't really say what the show was we knew it was going to be a various different anime uh Star Wars stories but we didn't know how in depth they were going to go with that um so it wasn't it wasn't it's not a shock when you see what the show is that they're going to say yes isn't canon Mm -hmm. but also the appeal to the show wasn't the story it never was. The appeal was the right. fact that it was going to be a, it was going to be um, Japanese style animation, yeah. and that you know the writing and stuff is going to be uh, an anime. Um, and, and but I mean, I I had never anticipated that this was going to be the case. Otherwise, this would have been a concern of mine. Right, right, but, right. But yeah, I see what you mean. You know, and so because of that, that's I you know I'm not as that's that hasn't changed. It being an anime hasn't changed. They didn't say, yeah, you know, this is an anime, but, you know, it's being made in, you know, uh, I don't know, Lincoln, Nebraska, or it's being made in, you right. know, Montana. It, that'd be like, what is this? Is this is this an anime? Is this not? Is this like yeah. some, you know, uh, off-brand or knockoff anime? Like, it's, it's actually going to be an anime, and it'll probably be really, it'll prob- these shows and these stories will probably be really good. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be canon. But I wouldn't put it past them to, if one of these is really, really good, maybe try and implement aspects mm-hmm. of that. You know, it's it's going to be official. Like It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. They're not going to bury it. You know, they're going to hype it up. They want people to watch. And if one of them, one of these stories gets particular buzz, um, that'll certainly draw some excitement. See, and... and- I still, I still have. I don't know that I agree that it that they couldn't make these work. I mean, you're Disney. You have unlimited funds. You can make it work. If you wanted to make it work, you can make it work. But I agree it would have been hard, or maybe harder than than normal. Yeah, the undertaking would have been. It, you would have had to make that one of your primary projects that you were working on. Or and some you, someone someone at Lucasfilm would have had to make it a primary project. Yeah. Um. Which I might look, give them the overtime, whatever, whatever you got to do. <laughs> All right, if if this is what you want to do, yeah. And my thing is, why does it? And I and look, I don't think Lucasfilm is you know uh, has anything, not has anything but, or I would hope at least anything but respect for Western Eastern culture, right, right, and so on. But like, why are these stories the ones that are not canon? Why are these the one the first stories that are just not canon? Of all the stories that we're getting, and we're getting a novel based Ronin, based on one of the stories. Yes. And I'm guessing that's not canon too. Why do that, I care about that's that? That's the assumption. Yeah. Why am Why am I reading that? I so I think 
to me like why am i reading this story you're making a whole novel like so is that going to the story group does the story group care about that i'm guessing not since it doesn't matter they can yeah. do right whatever they want the way i look at it this is more glass half full than glass half empty but i mean would you rather just not them have them not make it if the que- if the question was would you rather would you rather have rather do star wars visions have me not canon or just say well we can't do it we can't make it canon so we might as well not make man, it man that man, that's like, that, man, that's like company man like <laughs> Well, look, I can just not do it. You know, hands, hands on my waist. You by- <laughs> <laughs> this, I, just, I just put my hands on my waist. No, I'm just not going to do it. Right? Like, all right, fine, Disney. I don't know, man. I think they they could do it. If they if they wanted to do it, they could do it. I, th- I think they should. I think if, if the thing with it being a mess was an issue, limit the amount of episodes. Limit the, uh, give me four episodes. I don't care. If they're all canon. All these are canon, and they're all great. Yeah. Give me four episodes. I'll be totally happy with that. I wouldn't have been like, oh, why are they? I'd be like, no. If they, if you gave me that option, we have three or like three or four right. episodes that I are canon. I think that is feasible. Or yeah. nine episodes or 15 episodes or however many that are not canon. I'd pick the three or four and the novel. Yeah. Easy. Easy. There's no question. There's no second thought about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's just my feelings on it. Um I know, Kendall, you think that, that this, that they had to do this, yeah. which I understand is definitely an undertaking. What, 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 of the ones that you saw, mm-hmm. um, I mean, are they all just now, like, whatever? Or was there any of them, any particular one that you are more excited for? I mean, I'm still excited for all of them, um, but I'm just much less excited. <laughs> Because I know that these characters probably aren't going to show up. Or Lucasfilm is operating under the assumption that none of these characters are going to show up in anything uh, ever again. Um, so the, the, the twins is the one that seems to be the the one that's most intriguing. Yeah, the twins is very intriguing. Because um, that has some real Jedi, Sith lore. Yeah. Uh, non-canon course <laughs> but some real jedi and sith concepts and lore that we're gonna dig into and um that should be exciting um all of these should be exciting on some level but yeah i mean i'm, I'm excited for all of them honestly they all uh they all should be and some of them i understand like they have this one called tatooine rhapsody it's gonna be i don't know if it's gonna be like a music video and yeah that. it's gonna be very wacky yeah yeah uh so that even something like that i understand wanting not to be canon right but it's just like i don't know it's it's very uh, I don't know I I just have I got very mixed feelings about it. But all right, so moving on, we're gonna we're gonna start 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 to close the show. First, I want to talk about some of the High Republic stuff um, that's been going on. So the High Republic, uh, as I mentioned in previous shows, if you ever if you listen to the show before, the High Republic is a new era of Star Wars that's being explored by Lucasfilm right now through the um, Lucasfilm publishing, through the books and the comics. Uh, so it takes place before The Phantom Menace. So it's, I believe it's uh, it's either a, a few hundred years, I believe, a hundred a few hundred years before The Phantom Menace. Um, so Yoda's alive and well and in the Jedi Order and the, the Council and all that. They have a bunch of new characters, new humanoid characters, alien characters, uh, Jedi um. Uh, so it's an it's an era of peace uh, until there isn't peace. 
there's no a there's a lot of a lot of uh, marauding and war and things going on um, uh, right now in the High Republic. It's very it's been very exciting so far. Um, I just finished the latest book uh, called The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Um, it is fantastic. It is my second favorite High Republic book of the ones that have come out. Um, I thought Claudia Gray's Into the Dark is still my favorite personally. Um, but this is a very close second. A lot happens in the book. Is I'm giving you a spoiler warning. I'm going to go into spoilers. <laughs> may want to skip five minutes or so. I'm not going to go too long into the spoilers, but it just it may, maybe even just a minute. But so it's a High Republic fair. Uh, they have a big fair on a planet. Um, uh, so it's made started by the Chancellor, um, who uh, Chancellor Lena So, who's supposed to be this figure of hope, trying to bring unity to the Republic. They're expanding in the Outer Rim, trying to bring planet more planets into the Republic. So really, is supposed to be a time of peace. So you have the Nihil, who are these raiders who are destroying everything, and the Nihil attack the Republic fair. So they go in. They're they're uh, you know uh, so they fly in with their ships and they're just blowing stuff up, um, you know, wreaking havoc, murdering people, slaughtering people. Um, I mean, it's a pretty vicious scene. The Jedi are there, but not enough Jedi are there uh, because there are other crises going on elsewhere in the galaxy. Um, and um, yeah, it's I mean it's 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 pretty much a mess, and uh, uh, the Chancellor almost dies at this event. So I can tell this is the second. And it's very obvious as well because there are a couple of other books that tie in. This is the second kind of major event in this phase. So you have the Great Disaster, which is the first event. And then you have this, the Republic Fair, which is the second event. Ends in a, another massive disaster. The Chancellor almost dies. You think she dies, but she comes back at the end. Turns out she wasn't dead. But the hope in the Republic is kind of dying. Um, and the Nihil are, are um, fortifying their power. Uh, Marcian Row or Marcian Row, I guess, since, <laughs> uh, since Charles Hull clarified that and didn't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, so Marcian Row is consolidating his power within the Nihil, really taking over, taking out his generals uh, one by one. He took out one in the first book, takes out another in this book. And he has some kind of super weapon, some kind of mystical super weapon that is able to kill Jedi, apparently. Um, so I guess we're going to find out more about that. But in news, in the terms of the higher public news that we got, there was a panel at San Diego Comic-Con, which was just this past week. Yes. And we got some uh, book announcements for the third wave of the first phase of the High Republic, which I, <laughs> which uh, it's hard to get these waves and phases in. Yeah, it's like boy, they're really playing this out, which I appreciate that they're really taking a lot or putting a lot of effort into making sure this is all planned out. So we got four major book announcements. So first we have, uh, let's see, the Fallen Star. Uh, which is a, a novel by Claudia Gray. Um, so that's very exciting because Into the Dark has been fantastic. And she is she is just, at this point, is one of the most beloved uh, Star Wars authors, I would say, at this point. Uh, all of her books are fantastic. Um, uh, so I'm very excited for that. This is the thing I'm most excited for, I would say. 
Charles Soule is doing a comic called Eye of the Storm on Marquion Row. It's a two-issue, there are two oversized issues. They're both going to be about 30 pages of just Marquion Row's backstory. So it's his backstory, what's going on with him, why is he the way he is. They've been dropping hints in these novels of what happened to him with his father and all this other stuff. Uh, it's been very, very vague. Um, though he seems to have had a, a, a rough, maybe probably abusive upbringing. Uh, but that is very exciting. Last time uh, Charles Soule did a comic, Kylo Ren. Yep, Kylo Ren. Which I know that that comic wasn't what a lot of people maybe wanted, I guess. But <laughs> I thought I still thought it was good. Yeah, run on uh, Poe Dameron as well. Or... Um. Oh, his Poe Dameron comic was amazing. Yeah, it's a fantastic comic. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it, what is he? Is he doing? Um. Is he doing the? No, Kevin Scott's doing the Star Wars comic now. Yes. But I think he's doing. Is he doing Darth Vader? No, I, I don't know. I have to, I have to check. Um, but uh, we also have Mission to Disaster, uh, which is uh, by Justine Ireland. And, and I believe that's going to be a middle grade uh, novel. And we have Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older. Um, so, uh, which I believe that that is a young adult novel, I, I'm, I believe. Uh, which that's that should be interesting because uh, he... Um, as I know, he's he's uh, good at writing the younger uh, content for younger audiences. Same for Justina Ireland. So this should be interesting. And also, Justina Ireland's book, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it is coming out next. I believe it just in just in a few days. Um, I believe in a, uh, next week or in a couple weeks. Um, her novel. Um, uh, give me one second while I get while I get the name of this. But her novel, her uh, High Republic novel, is coming out very soon, um, which I'm very excited about that as well because that is going to have more of uh, it's going to have more of some of the characters that we got introduced to in Into the Into the Dark, and it's going to have more of Renestra Rowe, who is her uh, Miriallen Jedi character, who was introduced in her other novel that she wrote um which was uh let me see uh, a test of courage uh which we got introduced to her and she has a light whip uh which i love that's very exciting that taking one. taking that right out of uh right out of the expanded universe uh so she's gonna be back in this book so this is very exciting stuff i'm very very um uh very hyped for what's going on in the High Republic right now. Uh, but, uh, Kendall, anything in particular uh, stand out? Anything you're particularly excited to, to learn I mean, about, learn about, know about? The, uh, I mean, the Charles Soule comic should be interesting. Uh, or Marquion Rowe. Um, I feel like we're going to, at some point, going to see some, some of the High Republic. Do you feel like, as a High Republic reader, that is there a sense of similar to what we we had this discussion many a times on the show about aftermath and um what was the what was the the row one uh book catalyst catalyst yeah aftermath catalyst 
do you feel like as a reader of the High Republic, you're at some on some level waiting for um, some payoff from the TV series, from the TV shows, from the movies of like you know real real tie-in? Uh, not at this point. I think they're so early in what they're trying to do that you're just you're just you're just enjoying the content. I'm just enjoying the content. I, I almost I wouldn't say I don't want them to connect right away, but I don't know I don't even know what I want yet from it, from these characters. I was just introduced to a lot of these characters, so there's so much to come that I think like if they were to put any of these characters that I just got introduced to in like the acolyte, I'd be like, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because I'm like I don't know enough about this character. If after the third, you know, phase of the High Republic is done, at that point, then I'd say, yeah, I'm probably hoping. If I even still like it at that point. <laughs> but hopefully I do. Um, but if it's still, like, great, at that point, I'd be like, yeah, I definitely want to see some of these characters in something else. Whether it be a, a animated show, you know, live action, hopefully. Um but yeah, that's or even a video game. If they want to put it in a video game uh, universe, so uh, so yeah, that's something I would hope for. But kind of we can we can wrap the show uh, talking about the Bad Batch. So the Bad Batch has been going on. Spoiler alert: um, if you are not caught up in the Bad Batch, which is of course the animated Star Wars show on Disney Plus, uh, uh, we are gonna go. In, we're gonna go into spoilers, but we're not gonna like you know. You know, and, and quite to be completely honest, nothing groundbreaking no, no. has occurred in the show to really yeah. spoil. No, well, you know, cameos and stuff, and yeah, I mean, cameos, character appearances, but nothing. Yeah, uh, nothing that's gonna like change how you view the show. To yeah, be honest, change how you view Star Wars. Change <laughs> how you view the Bad Batch. Change how you view Star Wars as, yeah. as a whole. Nothing that crazy. But spoiler alert: if you don't want to hear anything right. in your mind, um, so. So uh, we could just have a, a small general discussion about where the Bad Batch is right now. Yes. Yeah, a few episodes that were Hera, that were on Ryloth. Yes. We got Hera, we got Cham, Sindula. Yes. We got a lot of Hera's mom. Hera's mom <laughs> Chopper. Yes. A lot of Chopper. Shout out to Chopper. He's my favorite droid. Um, so where does uh, Bad Batch Imperial guy rank on your top ten Imperials list? <laughs> <laughs> You don't even know his name yet, but um, but yeah. So this is this show has been overall. I'd say it's been okay. Um, there have been quite a few episodes now that have been of very little consequence, um, which isn't new for Dave Filoni shows. I'm just gonna be. I mean, well, recent Dave Filoni shows. I would say. I what don't know. I don't know how much of a hand he had in resistance. Oh, yeah, I don't Apparently think he, he was overseeing yeah, things was, there, yeah. but I don't know if he was like writing the episodes no, or anything no. like that. He was the Rebels was his show, and Rebels yes. had a lot of those episodes, yes. those kinds of episodes where not much happens, particularly later on in the series, and very early on in the series. Yes. Um, there was a time in the middle where there was, was a lot. Was all of that. <laughs> yeah, resistance. That was all that, that was. That was the show. Yeah, basically the show, except <laughs> for like this, except for like the season finales. <laughs> that was basically the show, and the premiere. But um, but yeah. So, the Bad Batch has a lot of that. I'm gonna be honest. The Bad Batch has a lot of those kinds of episodes, 
Um, you know, there's a Ranker episode. There's the 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 hair episodes were cool, but I mean, again, more cameos. Um, this last episode, and I told you this when we saw it, was the most fillery episode of all of the episodes so far. Um, it was it's just a guy um, that wants to has a, his family is from a, his family of gangsters and Sid, and he took over Sid's bar, and the she wants the Bad Batch to help her get her bar back. And they have to get some spice from, you know, the cavern and yeah. from the bat creatures. It's stuff that's just like, I could write that. I could come up with that if I just need something to fill in a week. Which that seemed like <laughs> what this was for. Or to fill in a slot. So, no crosshair, no Imperials, n- really none of that here. So, yeah, this was... Uh, of all the episodes so far, I'd say you, you anyone could just skip this episode. Which, if you haven't seen it, I can tell you right now, you can skip this last this episode we had just this past week. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. The Bad Batch, I've liked it so far. I want to see more episodes that have real consequences. I want to see more um, uh, Fennec Shan. I want Fennec Shan and Cad Bane storyline was probably the best yeah i want to see much more of them i want to see more of the kaminoans i want to see like i want to see get more of that stuff as opposed to sit i mean to be honest right sit's fine but anything involving sit if, if they're walking into sit they're going to see sit in the beginning of the episode i can kind of take it easy <laughs> i know this isn't going to be a major episode right so yeah i'm, I'm kind of past that so there aren't many episodes left in the series. The series is, I believe, 15 episodes. Yeah, you're right. And That's true. We are, what What episode was this? 11 or 12? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So I believe we have three more episodes yeah. um, to go. Uh, it's been a good run. Like, 15 episodes is good for the Bad Batch. Um, I don't feel like I need more. Um, but with that being said, these last three episodes better be serious. They better be legit. Um that last episode it was the one where I say we're cutting it kind of close now when it comes to not having much of a story. Um, right. And it's, it's, and it's a 16 episode. 16 episodes, okay. And we just finished 12? Um, let me check. Because, you know, I feel like we're at a point now where we should know what the what the end story is, and I feel like we don't really know. I agree. We don't know where the finale is going. Um, so that that's a bit of a red flag, but in terms of what we have seen and what what I've liked, I mean, I thought this, the Harris stuff was cool. I thought it was good character development. Um, they definitely built a yeah, rapport. And, and that last episode was episode thirteen. Thirteen, right? So yeah, we have three episodes yeah, left. Three episodes left. You know, <laughs> I, I really hope things start. So up. this next episode, there is still potential for it to be a filler. They could very easily say the next another month, filler, and filler, then, and then two-part finale or something. Yeah, two-part finale kind of thing, or penultimate. Yeah. leading into the finale. Um, but I hope that they they really spend time because you look at the look at the Clone Wars. Like the the Martez sisters arc, like the Clone Wars has always been done in arcs. And the Martez sisters arc was sort of filler, but it led into another arc that was not filler at all and they spent a lot of time on that last movie essentially, which was the last four episodes of the series. Right. Um, I'm not saying the Bad Batch needs a movie to finish it off, but 
hopefully they do spend time really making a really true long story to end. And look, maybe if episode 16 is an hour, then I won't care. You know, if you told me episode 16 is going to be an hour long episode or 45 minute episode, maybe I'm willing to, you know, lay off on that a little bit. But if it's a regular 20 something minute episode, then that's a bit of a red flag. But yeah, I mean, I've liked, I like how they built the, um, the Hera and Omega connection. Yes. Um, it's kind of going backwards in time a little bit, so I don't know if we're ever going to see that pay off. Right. You know, if we would have seen the payoff, it would have been in Rebels. in Rebels or, like, Ahsoka. Or one. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know where Omega is going to show up again. Um, you know, it could be Book of Boba Fett, uh, of course. But, yeah, no, I mean, any predictions now that we're heading towards uh, the finale? Any last-minute predict- predictions? Um... I mean, uh, and just to just to point this out quickly as well. I mean, there's a reason we haven't been talking about this week to week. Yeah, and it's because we didn't have to. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully things improve. Um, I hope, and this is a prediction more so out of hope. <laughs> I hope that we see Darth Vader at some point. Um, we know he's around. Um, we know that he was active during this time. I hope that we see um, a Jedi, any any Jedi that's not like, you know, really young Kanan, I guess. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's that's my prediction is that we get something relating to um, the Sith or the Empire in a very significant way. Uh, that's not just Tarkin. You know what I mean? I think I need to see more than more than just Tarkin. I hope that I see more than just Tarkin. Um. So that's my hope. We will. We will. I mean, Filoni. You know, we haven't given up on Filoni just yet. Oh no! You know, I mean, Filoni knows. He knows what the people want. Um, I think he knows that this, these aren't like the episodes that we're gonna get the most people hype. Um, I think the the cameos were cool. You know, Mm -hmm. the Hera thing was cool. But I think he also knows that for a finale, um. You need to have A-list Star Wars characters, or at least B-list Star Wars characters. And we're at a point now where I feel like Rebels, even the fillers, tried their best to have major characters, or at least moments in the season. And, I mean, look, I, th- I think for this series, they say to themselves, Cad Bane, Hera, like, those are our A-list characters. Um, I don't think any casual Star Wars fan would recognize that one of them. You know, Cad being a little bit more recognizable, but eh, even that's like debatable in terms of him and Hera. But um, you know, he right. just has a longer history because <laughs> right. he came out first. But um, they're it's very debatable about which one's even bigger, and they're both not A-list, you know, easily recognizable Star Wars characters. And like you mentioned, there's plenty of them that were around during this time period. So you know, you don't want to do the 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 rebel thing of you know hey we're going to tatooine or we're going to this place and you know just jumping all over the place to these star wars hotbeds where you know someone's going to show up but at the same time at some point we're gonna have to get that stuff so in terms of predictions i do think i mean one i've said it time and time again i think one of them's not gonna make it uh my money right now is still on echo um i think they're not gonna do echo he's uh he's definitely the odds-on favorite there's no way 
Yeah, no, nah, I know. I'm giving that. That's it's for me. He's like the he's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, well, I mean Hunter's at the bottom of the list. Um, I mean Hunter and Echo were like. I mean, why would they do that to Echo? They already tortured. He, they I, tortured I mean, look, him I've so much. I've already laid this out. He's the most. We thought we thought he was dead already. You know? From from a from an actual like you know what does he do for the team? From a practical standpoint, he doesn't. He's he doesn't, like a droid, basically. Yeah, he's a droid. You could easily replace that guy with a droid. <laughs> the same things, you know, the same things in terms of mission to mission are he, they're just as capable of doing the same. Kendall, he stuff. already looks dead now. <laughs> he, they, he's all pale and he has a robot hand. They're gonna kill him. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's gonna be dark. No, doubt. Um, <laughs> no, there's no way they're gonna kill him. Nah, crosshair, crosshair they're... probably is honestly the awesome God's my favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know, if, we, if we're considering him, yeah, if of the of the of the ba- the original Bad Batch crosshair. I could see him easily see him dying in a, a bunch of different ways. Whether if he's if he, if, if, if he turns yeah, yeah if he turns back yeah, good would, and then that would be too dark <laughs> to have him like die for the empire. Yeah, if he you know pulls like a pulls a uh, inquisitor you know and he yeah. just falls into the fire kind right. of thing like, or just a Vader rebels. like you know I have the high ground and he still tries to take them out yeah, for the just, empire. And yeah, dies, just like just his brain was just he was so yeah you know. He was so brainwashed, yeah, that he couldn't resist, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that. I think that's really where we are. Um, last thing, what if, what if they have what if they have like a Mace Windu show up or something like that? What if they, what if Filoni <laughs> was just like, we'll give you all this little stuff. Dave Filoni was just like, oh, you guys weren't watching the Bad Batch. <laughs> well, now you have to watch. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, look. You I get like I, a hooded Jedi figure. He pulls over the hood, and it's Mace Windu. I can't say that <laughs> Dave Filoni isn't. They wouldn't let Filoni do that because Filoni's the creative director at Lucas, the creative executive. Look, I mean, Maul survived that fall. We Maul survived getting cut in half. Yeah, and they, they down some crazy, there. crazy elevate, crazy long shaft. You telling me Windu can survive? Yeah, he's a Jedi man. They couldn't bring Samuel Jackson in the studio. No, oh, I don't know about all that. I mean, I, I mean, feel like Forrest Whitaker in the studio. If you're bringing back, <laughs> if you're bringing back Mace Windu, you kind of have to do Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I mean, that's too on, big. You, you're gonna have someone do a Samuel L. Jackson impression. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not like it's never been done. Samuel you know? Jackson would probably I mean, be, he didn't do the. He would probably be insulted. I mean, whoever yeah. did the voice in, 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 in Clone Wars could do it in in Rebel in uh. Bad oh, yes, that's a good point. You know, I mean, it's not like that's a good point. We know, we know, Samuel Jackson wasn't doing thirty episodes of Star Wars animation. That's a good point. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think it would be like so disrespectful. To ask someone else to do it, but, um, but yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I mean, Mace Windu, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's the leader in the clubhouse of people that could show up. But uh, we both agree that someone, <laughs> right. someone is going to show up. Someone has to show. show. Filoni's not. I was not. I didn't watch all these episodes. I didn't watch Sid. All these episodes of Sid in in their bar. Yeah. For for no one to show up at. Yeah. For it to just be the Bad Batch versus Crosshair. Yeah. No way. Someone else has got to show up. I yeah. I mean, and hopefully it's not like just a Rebels character. That's that's. I mean, we already got that. 
It was Hera. It was cool. Yeah. How would you feel if it were Vader? Would you feel like, oh, yeah, of course Vader's going to show up? Yeah, the Vader thing I'm not super excited about. I mean, we did get a lot of Vader. We got a lot of Vader in Rebels. Vader in Rebels. We got a lot of Vader in, uh, got Vader in, Rogue, One. in, Rogue, in Rogue One. We got a lot of Vader in Clone Wars. We got Wars. him in the Clone Wars. I mean, like, we've gotten so many. And we're well, going mean, we to get him we in. We didn't get a lot of Vader in Clone Wars, but he was in the Clone Wars. We're going to get him in, in Kenobi. And we're getting him in Kenobi. You know, so I don't need. We got a lot of Vader in the comics. You know, another... What, what's the Vader interaction? I mean, look, if Vader shows up, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to say, this is it. But, like, it, it can't be like... I don't want to see Vader fighting the Bad Batch. Because they're not winning. <laughs> you know, it's like falling order. You're, you're automatically going to lose. So, yeah. If it's a situation where Tarkin reports to Vader on something about Clone Force 99, that would be kind of cool. But, like, I, I don't need anything too crazy. Um, and if you really bring James Earl Jones into the booth just to... Just to record something for the Bad Batch when it's not necessary. Mm. I don't know. Is he, is he even still doing the, the Vader thing? I think so, yeah. Almost certain. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they bring him in. He's willing yeah. to do it. Do they have a succession plan? Yeah. You know, we're talking Bugs about Bunny. succession plan? I mean, look. I mean, the Bugs Bunny thing. You know, they've got a new Bugs Bunny, and they, they've... You, you wouldn't really be able to tell. Um, so. I don't know, man. Hey, I'm just I saying, look. Dave Earl Jones at an age where he could retire any day. You can say I don't want to work anymore, man. Yeah, you know, and at, okay. at that point, they gotta they gotta be able to to replace. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this is all true. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Know. I I would be fine with with Vader showing up, but yeah, the 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 dark horse I'm gonna throw out there that would be cool, and I think it's not likely but very possible is Boba Fett. Mm. I think Boba Fett is very possible with Book of Boba Fett coming out. You know, Filoni's involvement in that. And his return with Tamora Morrison. We know the obviously the, the history of Boba Fett in the animated, uh, particularly the Clone Wars, and we know that this is a show that's surrounding clones and the most high-profile clone out there mm-hmm. is Boba Fett. And then Boba Fett was already mentioned. Yes, well, they, they already talking, named they dropped talking, him. Talking about Omega and his connection with Omega. So, um, I that that that's the one to keep my that's that's where I'm keeping my eye. The potential. I thought Boba Fett was going to show up when it was, um, with a cat bane. Cat bane. Yeah, I thought that was going to be Boba Fett. Um, and I knew it. Was I knew that was going to be cat bane. No, not cat bane. I thought uh, Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan. Yeah, when Fennec Shan came came against cat bane, I uh, thought that was going to be Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I thought Boba Fett was going to save Omega mm. and the clones for whatever reason. Maybe because he knew about Omega or something like that. But no, we didn't get that. But doesn't you know? There's still hope. I mean, I don't. Ultimately, I think we're going to get a, a, a showdown between the clones and... I mean, that would be fitting if, uh, you know, talking about a bad batch of clones, and, I mean, Boba Fett's kind of like the... He's kind of like the prototype. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. And and I also want a good ending for Omega. I want to say, like, where is this going? We have to know where this goes with Omega. So I hope we get that as well. Word. All right, so that's a good place to to end this show, guys. So uh, thank you all so much for listening in, of course, as always. Um, not sure when we'll be doing a show again. Hopefully hopefully, hopefully soon. soon. Hopefully they gave us a reason to. No. <laughs> all right, yeah, put no, Lucasfilm on the spot. We, our reason to do this show is to, for the fans. 100%. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a company guy. <laughs> <laughs> company man, Kendall. All right. Uh, so, again, thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, check out our other shows on the New Generation Podcast Network uh, as well. 
Uh, we do great stuff. If you like superheroes, check out our superhero podcast, New Generation Hero Talk. That's N-U Generation. Um, and um, uh, also check out the podcast, Geeking Out Over Star Wars. Yeah, me and Zach, me and uh, a good friend of mine, Zach, started a, a podcast where we talk about Star Wars, similar to this. Going to the more a lot of the um, the higher public, a lot of higher public discussions. Uh, so that is something that is worth checking out as well. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Shamari, and joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next time. Peace.